All right, man. Welcome to Pro Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 464. That would be 464. Jason Lingren is with me and Caleb. Caleb is a young man. He's in his 20s. I view Caleb as a bridge. In a normal society, uh, in decades gone by, the older generation would learn things and they would learn important things and they would hand those things down to the younger generation. That is all but lost in this country that I exist in. Caleb represents a bridge for me. Uh, he recently showed up on Jaron's event, which was a two-day event, which had basically anyone you've ever heard of was on. There were so many people. Uh, and he went on with David Weiss and he held his own. Uh, he said intelligent things. He kept up. He had things to add. This is a big deal um, to have someone from a younger generation who can serve as a bridge. Uh, this may be things like this, maybe the hope for the future. But anyhow, uh, welcome, Jason. And a not so warm afternoon. Well, I'm not complaining because Buffalo apparently is getting four feet, so I don't see a flake. I'm not going to complain about it, although I was 77 a couple of days ago. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, welcome, Caleb. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm I'm really excited to be here. I listen to your guys' podcast every single day. I've bought your transcripts. I read over them. I re-listen to episodes. I'm stoked to be here, and I'm stoked to have a conversation and record it for everybody. Well, hey, to use the vernacular, I'm stoked that you can serve as a bridge to people who are closer <laughs> to your age, um, because most people closer to your age have other things to do and other people to follow. It's not an easy gap to jump. Uh, there was a time when the demographic here went from maybe the mid-20s, it went down to 18, but mostly from about the mid-20s up into the 70s. But over time, that demographic has truly shifted. And I think a lot of it has to do with the engineering of the internet and how things actually get done. To address that, at one point, you had something like a million followers on TikTok. And just let me say this backstory for everyone. Uh, we met Caleb. Uh, we were impressed. And we did a test. And we opened up a TikTok account. It is a nightmare. The tracking and shenanigans, I don't think I've ever seen a worse platform. Matter of fact, I know I have not seen a worse platform. So after, I don't even know how many weeks we were on, we had maybe 5,000, maybe pushing to six, something like that. Between four and 6,000 followers we had picked up. We closed the account. We announced on TikTok why we were closing the account and we did it. Well, Caleb came to be known at around a million followers. And unfortunately, he mentioned Boston bombing and Sandy Hook, and that'll get you instantly what you get. So how what happened, Caleb? You built up to something like a million followers at one point? Well, um, no, it was about 154,000, somewhere around there. Oh, so no, oh. not, not, not around a million, but... Okay. But um, essentially, I, I had built up that amount of, of followers. And for some reason, they were just like, it was it, it, like, I hear you guys talk a lot about how YouTube was very open, like the algorithm was open, letting truth flow, um, like back in 2015 or, or whenever that was. TikTok had a period like that as well that didn't end. Um, uh, it ended probably five to six months ago is when they really started censoring a lot of the big creators around flat earth. And, um, but for some reason they're still letting Tartaria fly like crazy. There are There's reasons people. for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, and I'm watching it and it's like the most frustrating thing to watch because it's so obvious, but I don't feel like a lot of people are getting on. Um, and, and it's like, I'm so invested into the truth and into this community and looking into everybody and trying to discover everything because I just think it's so purely evil what has happened here and being born I was born in 97 
I was just born into it. You know, I had Oreos laying around right as I was growing up. I, I put, I would put hours, um, like six to eight hours a day into video games. Sometimes, um, I was literally like the wet dream of the left, you know, of what they want children to be. And, um, I was addicted to pornography and things like that. And, um, things like your guys' show and creators on TikTok that are pushing a positive message completely flipped my life around to the point where, um, I, I used to not even, I read like maybe two books in my entire life. I would literally skim through books. I avoided reading books my entire life. I thought there was no point. Um, and since listening to this podcast, as we might talk about, I've read like the light of Egypt. I'm currently reading through the King James version of the Bible for the first time. I've got three different Bibles, which I never thought I'd do. I always thought um, the Bible was just some old man story that's been edited to scare everybody into going into hell and to listening to them. So um, it, it's really interesting how this has gone. But as far as the TikTok, yeah, the censorship is at an all-time high as far as flat earth or any type of truth. Um, people are getting deleted left and right right now. And that's exactly why I went to create my own platform, similar to like what you guys are doing here, um, where I just look into truths with my partner, um, Derek, and, and try to figure out what's going on here. And your guys' podcast is a huge help, um, hence why I listen to it every single day. So these are the big deals. And to make a couple corrections on the TikTok account that Rose set up for our test, we had videos with 82,000 views. The reason I had millions in my mind is Caleb had millions of views, not subscribers. The point being is we've reached a point in the road here where, and, and by the way, anyone who's out there going to surf TikTok, even if you don't have an account or a login, you are being tracked like nobody's business because you have hit TikTok. Everything associated with TikTok is open season. It is centered in China. They do make a point to say, oh, we're not putting Chinese standards. I'm calling poppycock. They're doing whatever they want, basically. Um, it's a horrible, horrible platform. And I'm sure we'll hear more about it later. But we have reached a point where if you don't comprehend what social media is, which I can put in a nutshell, social media is the worst possible place to communicate. You cannot find a worse place in this world to openly communicate than social media. And I don't give a damn what your platform is. People are going to have trouble with that. I could care less. I'm going to say what I'm going to say because I learned the hard way going along too. People who want to do similar things to what we're doing, and I'm so glad Caleb got his own website. That's the only way. And I imagine at some point we will be defending probably from the ISPs who are being pressured the fact that this is our private property. And of course, you know, the user agreement and all the local nonsense that comes with that. My main point is we, they, they are squeezing from every angle and now to run an efficient website like I run is an expense. You can ask Jason, you can ask Rose to keep it up to the level we have, to have the security protection, to deal with the constant onslaught that comes in, to deal with the new regulations they put on you to be able to do a transaction. Most people couldn't possibly run a successful show and tackle all that at the same time. I have a degree in internet technology. I couldn't have pulled it off. I, would, I literally would have quit because I can't dedicate 24 hours of my life to a thing like I once did when I was younger. So Caleb, what I can say is I'm so happy to see that you've pulled over to your private platform. And I got to hand it to you, man. You, David Weiss is a guy that I respect. That is a man who makes fantastic decisions and he doesn't mess around when he decides to do a thing. I mean, I get letters from David Weiss and it says on the letter, the earth is flat. I get a <laughs> bottle of hot sauce from the man. It says flatter. I mean, he's, he's single-minded 
and trying to get out what he thinks is correct. But you held your own with David Weiss the other night with Jaron's big to do. And that's quite a thing, Caleb. Yeah, David has been a huge influence on me and is the entire reason that I found your guys' work um, and and basically was the key to all of this information through you guys, which has been completely insane. Um, one thing I want to like openly say is I'm, I used to be like the least spiritual person ever in my entire life. I thought that we evolved from monkeys. I thought that we were on a spinning ball growing up. I didn't care. I, I just thought that all the scientists had figured out the way that they are pitching these lies to children in school. I was full sure that gravity was a fact as I, um, as I graduated or going through school, I was completely in the mindset that all of these things were facts and listening to your guys's podcast. And I don't like you guys could never understand the, the importance of what you guys are doing here, because there is not another website that is collecting information like this, where people can just scroll through episodes and learn that viruses aren't real or learn that dinosaurs never existed. But yeah, David, David is awesome. I've been really trying to interact more with David and learn from him. Um, I've been doing live streams with him. We're doing live streams on TikTok lately where we'll have six to 800 people in a room where, and we're just teaching everybody. And this is, um, we do reach just random people on the For You page when I go live. They haven't quite figured out the algorithm around that. So that's how I'm doing a lot of my promotion. Because um, again, my videos are just going out to my followers. And I think a lot of my followers know that I have a website and I have a podcast, hopefully. But yeah, it's it, David's awesome. And I'm glad that um, he has your guys' website hooked up on his app or I wouldn't be here. Before Jason jumps in, let me give you two personal pieces of advice. Use social media as an advertisement for your privately held website, which will become the hub of all the ideas that you try to share with the world and your generation. Secondarily, don't join groups. Don't join groups for any reason. Support groups, interact with groups, but don't join groups. And you will do, you know, you will be better equipped to to tackle what's coming down the road. But I mean, jump in here, Jason. And maybe we should explain why you don't join groups. Okay. Here's the thing. When I was growing up and I became disillusioned with everything, and I started to think that this place is just a nonsense school. And how could anyone believe that there's a creator, some guy with a white beard sitting in a cloud somewhere? It's all ridiculous. What's even the point of this place? I got that mindset from being part of groups. I went to a church. I went to a church from the time I was very young because I was adopted. And the parents that I never met could say one thing. They could say what I was to be raised. And they said I was to be raised Lutheran. So in the long run, the parents I got were the best I could have ever dreamed for. But in the short run, I was going to be raised Lutheran. And in that Lutheran church, I was shown the Lutheran way. I was told the same stories over and over and over and over and over. I had the same scriptures read to me so many times my ears were bleeding. And I said, there's got to be more than this. And as a young person, I finally decided there isn't. You look, this is what all the adults are doing. They're telling the same stupid stories over and over and over. And they're not explaining why they're important other than be good. And that's one example I can give as a church. Don't get me wrong. When you go in, I still go into churches, just to be clear. I just don't join them. When you're in a church, you're gathered with minds, most of which are spiritually seeking. That is a powerful thing. But another one would be like Flat Earth. It had when it when this first broke, when Flat Earth first broke, it was exactly 30 days after I posted the 2012 lunar wave. 
and every person exploding into the flat earth movement, which was emerging at a speed you can't imagine, was referencing that video. So instantly, all the questions started coming to Crow, who must know everything because he accidentally filmed a thing. What's up with this flat earth? I didn't know what to make of it, and I didn't know how to deal. And I knew that most of what I'd been shown was not true. So I knew there was a reason to suspect that these other ideas could be true. And I finally had to sit down one day, completely lost, not knowing what to do. And I realized if I can go with my nice camera equipment that I own and see too far, then I can definitively state that the curvature model is wrong, which is exactly what I did. And that's where it all started. But then I noticed that within the flat earth community, all of a sudden there were all these things that this community believes in. And there are all these things we don't believe in. That's the mistake. Each individual has something important to bring to the table, things they're good at. One person's good at this thing. Another person's good at that thing. And to stymie those individual skills by groupthink is a mistake. And there's no easy way around it, you know, because I suppose someone could come make the argument and say, well, what if there was no flat earth movement? Where would we be? But anyhow, there it is, Jason. Caleb, what do you think about that? The only two groups that I am in right now currently, and um, I might, and I'm trying to explain that through my podcast as well. Like I've had to, I just barely did an episode with Marty kind of giving my thoughts on religion. And that's again, another group that I'm in, I'm part of Marty's church and I'll fully say that I'm a member of Marty's church because what Marty is doing is is awesome. I'm kind of obsessed with Marty and your guys' work. I'm kind of just jumping in between watching all your guys' stuff, trying to memorize it um, so that it's that I can try to help people out. But um, yeah, as far as groups, like people don't realize everything that comes with them, obviously. Um, so that is kind of why I'm trying to separate myself from it, because I do see the the toxic sides of it. And it's um, it's kind of not really progressing as far as a movement. That's why I'm really excited as far as having our independent website where we can try to invest in doing experiments with um, Wits It Gets It and these other content creators that are just so intelligent that all they need is funding. All that we need is funding for um, some of these people. And we could do some incredible work and create some incredible content that um, will wake up a lot of people. Have you thought about starting a TikTok channel? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have one. Yes. (laughs) There's another side effect to the culture that's been fostered, carefully fostered online. It's the I judge everyone culture. You say one thing wrong and I throw out every other thing you've said. And this emerged for me and Jason recently. We had a couple guys on that were big into the Tartaria, and then they mm-hmm. stepped back. One of the guys debunked the other, or what he said was proof. The other guy looked at it and he said, you know what? I think you're right. And they began to rethink their position. When we presented that, I saw slews of people in love with the Tartaria idea who just quit. And they stated, how dare you? Well, I'm sorry. That's not the way this works. If I come on and I say something and it is clearly shown to be wrong, then how can you fault someone trying to find out what is correct? And this goes on all the time online. And another example of that is like, you'll see a lot of very popular places online, but they're, they're topically bound to one overarching topic. Now for some people, they can do this because of the way they go at it, but for others, it runs its course. And you might notice uh, the tack that I take here is I value the creation above almost everything. And if it's in the creation, then I'm interested. In other words, it could be any topic. 
not just this or not just the sky clock. You know, that's that's the other way around. But I feel like we're dropping some of the things that Rose pointed out. Jason, can you think of any of them? Well, I like the fact that we're going in the direction of Tartaria. What did you come across on that while you were doing the big TikTok channel stuff? Dude, I used to um, I used to make Tartaria videos literally, and they'd go viral on my second and first channel. I had views in the like millions on um, Tartaria and talking about the buildings and talking about um, the different sculptures because that's that's the thing with the Tartaria movement that really captures people is just the the imaging showing the images and everybody's just it's kind of like NASA like they're just mesmerized like how the heck did they do that but they don't look into it like Woody what Woody and E Warren on um, are doing are, is awesome and I've been following their work too since um, Woody's channel went down the day we put the episode live they took those guys out sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really obvious. And I don't see how more people aren't seeing it because I know that there's one guy on TikTok that I follow that amounted like 2 million followers in like two weeks, just posting videos of showing buildings with mud floods around them. So, um, I think it's incredibly huge what, um, Woody and what you guys have done around that work. Um, and I've been, I bought a couple Fulcanelli books as well so that I could kind of look into it and try to expose it as well. I'm just so overwhelmed with other topics that we're trying to go into on the podcast that, um, but yeah, I've completely stepped away from it and I've gotten the same kind of reaction where people are just like, what? Like you, you know, they, they don't understand that you can change your mind. And that's, that's what being adult is. Like you have to come to like a common sense point where if you look into something and maybe you've said something wrong, you've got to be able to step back and say, okay, I've got to reevaluate this. And I might've been wrong, which is, which is huge. And which, which has been really cool to watch with those two. Man, at your age, if you keep up this path, you're going to be one of the best read individuals, which is, as far as I can tell, rare for your generation, the things you were reading anyhow. Um, most people your age, if they are reading, aren't reading things like you're reading, but that's a big deal. Falconelli and others, these are benchmark ideas that were handed from the recesses of time. Even Falconelli, how much effort has been made to defame Falconelli? Well, he's not even a real man. He's, you know, and you get to learn it doesn't matter who he was. And by the way, all these alchemists, they took a fake name because who they are didn't matter. That's why they take their alchemy name. What they're doing, the proofs of nature are what matter. And the thing about the Tataria movement is there's so many components within what they're doing that deserve full-on research. They are, they're interesting, they're anomalies, they're all these things. But Jason, how long was it? How long ago was it that you and me and Wayne McCroy sat down and we did our assessment of uh, Tataria, the one we decided not to run because we just didn't want to deal with the backlash at the time. Uh, it was either the end of 2019 or beginning of 2020, and we already knew then that the whole thing was a bunch of poodoo. Well, it's interesting, too, that I don't understand. Well, a lot of people aren't content creators, so maybe I should rephrase that. Once you try to be an in-earnest content creator, then you're going to be faced with the problems if, in fact, you're doing things that matter. For some reason, like you said, guy builds up a 2 million following in a couple of weeks doing Tartaria. Well, mm -hmm. then someone must appreciate what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. The guy who controls whether or not you get censored or not, or the algorithms. And there's that problem too. And that's the other problem with joining groups. And I saw it early on in the flat earth movement, which is where, and I told some of the early in flat earthers, don't join, don't join this, just do your research. There were people coming in from outside, from sketchy places, from places like gaming, 
which at the time were many times the size of Hollywood and all music put together. And they were coming into the community to try to steer the narrative in certain ways. And I could see it. Uh, and by the way, there's aspects of this that have never gone away from that community. So this is another reason why the community becomes, uh, you know, if you form a community, basically someone doesn't like you, you formed a target, I would add. But where do you want to go here? I mean, I, I even saw you get your first telescope. Yeah, yeah. I've got an eight-inch Dobsonian telescope, and I would be using it and get more observations of the sky, but it's so cold right now here in Utah where I'm staying. But yeah, I've, I've looked into that, and I'm looking into actually upgrading and getting an even bigger one so that um, maybe after it warms up, I can start looking at um, uh, the... I really like Saturn for some reason. The moment that I looked through a telescope, the first time that I ever looked through a telescope, I, I looked at Saturn because it's very bright in the sky, if, if people don't know. Um, but I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's a really bright star. And I didn't realize that it was a planet or well, quote unquote, what they're saying is a planet, but it's just a cool light from what I think. But yeah, I, I really am trying to get into where uh, I can do more observations because what you've done as far as showing people that the moon can be very interesting sitting out and filming it and things like that. If we had more people doing like that, doing things like that, we'd all be more spiritually adept. Everybody um, listening to this show and that has listened to any work on astrology or anybody that you've had on talking about astrology um, should know that we should all be more aware of the sky and the movement of the sky. So um, that's been something that's been huge for me is to um, do more telescopic work. I used to do live streams on TikTok when it was warm. So um, yeah, I'm extremely excited for it to warm back up and to get back out and, and invest more time and money into it. Man, you're, you are in a fantastic place to get into sky watching for one thing. In Utah, some of those skies are bar none, as good as it gets almost. Some of my favorite places in this country are near Four Corners and Utah, mm -hmm. of course, Arches, one of my favorite places, but the skies there, uh, which I've actually been, but you know, I'm with you. The first time you put Saturn in a scope of a decent size, you never forget that. Jupiter's the mm -hmm. same because you realize, wait a minute, those are those are so-called moons. And so this is another example of group joining. So when I first got my scope, NASA was teaching me everything I, I knew. And what they're teaching is that those things are so far away as to have absolutely no bearing on your life. And by the way, the nearest so-called star is so many hundred gazillion, million, zillion, billion miles away that, you know, it's this it's this detachment from the reality of what is the creation and who are we here. If you can see it, if you can sense it, it is part of this creation. And therefore, it matters directly to our lives here. And, you know, I'm so happy to see you, you know, doing the sky watching. And if you get to filming and things and sharing that with your generation, as I sit here in the winter coming soon, the winter of 2022, pulling up near the end of fall here. I think we have about another month of fall. Um, I have been saving for years and I'm going to upgrade to the best solar equipment that I can afford. And I'm going to try to do with the sun, what I did with the moon, but the imagery and what I'm able to capture on film is maybe half of it. The ideas that I can now share with why it matters and what this is, this is the big deal. And that's maybe why you may be a big deal, Caleb, because you are a bridge between us old guys who won't be here forever and the younger generation who needs to be told some things that matter that they can consider. But have you been filming through your Dobsonian? 
Yeah, yeah. I've done some filming of Jupiter, the moon, um, Saturn. Yeah, I, I have done some filming. I, I really love the videos of the stars that I get through it. They're super beautiful. So yeah, I've been doing a little bit of filming, just not lately because it's so cold again. So if I'm not mistaken, then you're probably doing all the pointing by hand because there's yep. no clock drive. So you're learning the sky. I tell so many people, like every one of us, whether we sky watch or not, we should figure out what the ecliptic is, the path of the sun and the moons and the so-called planets. When you first do that, you think, oh, the sun and the moon, I know roughly that path and you do, but what you've got to realize it's a little bit wider than you would think it would be. So that path has the zodiacal constellations behind it. Now, when you go out on any given night and you look around at the brightest things that are not so-called planets, that are so-called stars, if you simply use, that's one good use for your iPhone, use one of the apps where you point and it'll tell you the star in the constellation, everyone should get a general overview. So when they walk out into this creation and they look up, oh, there's Spica. Oh, there's Orion. Most people know Orion. Oh, there's Sirius. There's not that much to learn. And over time, you pick up the 12 zodiacal signs. And here's one for you. And I don't think most people know it. There were originally, uh, in the oldest things that I'm looking at, probably something like 40-some odd constellations. We have roughly 88 now. The other half of what I just described are all modern additions that, as far as I can tell, have no attachment to the historical realities of the stories personages and ideas that were put into those original 40. Part of it is it's because it's the Northern Hemisphere and the Sky Watchers were apparently in the Northern Hemisphere. But the Sky Clock is part of this creation and the Sky Clock can provably be shown to influence what it means to be here if you simply look at the moon and the effect it has on wildlife. But have you had any solar work, by the way? Solar work's very difficult compared to night sky watching. Um, I want to get a solar lens um, for, for to actually look at the sun, but um, I wanted to say, yeah, it's it's actually crazy the the technology that's in everybody's hands and in children's hands. Um, what they could do with it, like I, I was just listening to your guys's episode about food, and um, you guys were asking if there's you were talking about an app that might tell everybody the ingredients and what the the harmful effects are. There's actually an app called Yucca that I recommend everybody get and I scan every it, you can just scan the label and it will tell you it'll tell you it'll give it a rating out of 100 and things like that um, and also there's apps for astrology that will literally show you the sky you can just pull out your phone and you can see the sky you could see all the constellations and you can learn it that's what people like they, they like it's kind of been toxic what I've got myself into the thinking of is brain cycles I've never heard of that thought um, before before I listening to your guys's podcast and now all the time during my day, I'll catch myself scrolling on TikTok and I'll stop myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, well, I'm just wasting brain cycles that I could be either reading a book and learning, you know, expanding my vocabulary or, you know, expanding my ideas on um, these different subjects through books or these different ideas. But it's really just a matter of shifting the mind frame of the children and, and the kids. And they have all of technology to just be done with this realm. They have it all in their hands for them to look it up. But what they've been coerced to do with those phones is watch people live stream video games and um, play video games for six hours. And the the brain cycles that are being lost in the future in this in this young generation, it, it like almost scares me. It scares me to think about how much kids are just sitting on TikTok, whether it's scrolling on TikTok, scrolling on Instagram playing video games, watching porn. Um, the brain cycles are just being completely wasted 
And it, it's it's really cool to see that we can take this technology and use it for good. And we've got to just use it against these elites and um, these Zionists. And we could we could really change stuff fast if we just get it out to the younger generation that this information is out there and that all of the things that they are being taught aren't proven. Um, germs aren't proven. You know, dinosaurs aren't proven to have walked millions of years ago. The Big Bang's never been proven before. It's all just theories and and just mathematical descriptions to describe reality. And it's just a matter of people realizing the grand scope of it. And um, I, I think we could make a huge change. What Owen Benjamin is doing, he is doing incredible work and making a huge example for everybody, I feel. And for me, and that's something that I know I'm only 25, but I want to move to do something like that, like what he's doing, where I get land and we start getting people off grid, get them off the power grid, get people on solar. It is just a matter of changing people's um, reference and, and their frame of mind. And we can literally figure this all out, I believe. that's And, and I'm really I'm really positive thinking. Um, I have a really a good outlook on the future, um, even though, you know, what's going on with false flag events and everything and learning all this has kind of been overwhelming because um, I've learned all this information and tried to retain it over the last year, essentially, in like three months. So um, before that, I literally loved Trump. I thought that Trump was going to come save us. I thought QAnon was... You know, you're taking down the sex pedophiles. The the it's. <laughs> you mean he's not? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> not anymore. It's really crazy. Like Are you saying, you didn't trust the plan. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I say that all the time on my TikTok lives. I get really mad. I have to end lives a lot of the time because people will start saying stuff about Trump and how he's coming to save us, and then you got to remind them about warp speed and him being the father of the vaccine and loving NASA and starting Space Force. And it's really, it's 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 really crazy to realize the whole grand scope, which is really beautiful. What you guys do is just kind of walk people through waking them up and what um, I'm going to try to do with the next generation and on my website as well with um, my opinions and thoughts. You know, I will be surprised if we've seen the last of the orange headed one, the latest actor to join us, that reality TV hero. But uh, there's some strange dichotomies that I've noticed within the scope of my life when I was young and I'd come to the conclusion that all these adults are just engaged in things that don't matter. This place doesn't matter. I had that point of view for a good amount of time into my teenage years that we might as well just have the best time we can because nothing really matters here. And when you get beyond that, when you get older, you start to realize things that make the mindset what it is. One of those things is we hide death. The hiding of death in West Western culture is damaging beyond compare. Each one, how is it that every single thing that has ever lived here will do what we call death? And it's like this thing that we don't talk about, we don't address it, we don't try to learn more about it, and we push it off. And when someone does die, these specialists come in, whisk away the body, cover it up so you can't see it, put it in an oven, burn it up, or throw it in a box and get rid of it. Um, and this changes the mindset of a life because there's this impression that I've got some infinite amount of time here in a, in a weird way. When the fact is what you were pointing out is no, man, you got this many brain cycles. You don't know exactly what that number is, but it is a fact. And what's worse is there's now algorithms that know exactly down to about 98% how many brain cycles you do have converted to seconds. And so this kind of detachment from reality in this way has what's allowed the controls to run so freely. And to me, 
The only answer that I can offer is if you get back to the creation and you regain your common sense and you grow up to achieve your adult mind, then you can start to turn it around. And as you were speaking, it occurred to me. The other thing is like we were all tried, they try to make us materialistic and selfish, but in the way we should be selfish, we are not. You could almost view every life as a game board. And so whatever you achieve is where you're going to be on that game board. You're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to, you know, whatever it is, you don't get to influence per se the other, you know, you can make your own decisions. If you're a mom or a dad, then maybe some family members you get to decide for. My point is even that common sense observation is kind of squeezed out of us in the way we've been taught to think. And when you boil it all down, Caleb, everything is about how we think about we just did. Yesterday, Jason and I recorded with David Avocado Wolf. He came and visited me a year or more ago. He'd been growing tobacco, clean, pure tobacco. And I remember he shared some with me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I have a completely different view of tobacco based on the episode we did yesterday. So what's the difference? The difference is how I think about it. I mean, what would you add, Jason? Just I, I can't look at it in anywhere near the same way because I have the Western idea that tobacco kills you. So to hear the reality of what tobacco once was, uh, it's it's a strange dichotomy to try to get back to level. There was a hidden question in there. Did you both miss it? <laughs> just I missed it. I thought you were referencing the Jason. But it, it, it's really crazy because it's so easy as growing up in the age that I did, obviously, like it's so easy to get lost in video games and these different forms of social media and technology. Like I played Pokemon growing up for so many hours when I could have been handed a book or I could have been like, I just wasn't interested in it. And what they're doing in the school systems, which I'm glad that you um, made me bring this up. They're teaching it in a way that is so boring. It's so boring that you won't even pay attention to the point where you just won't question it. They make the math so confusing around everything in school, around the stars and around uh, basically everything, science and uh, evolution. They're showing children in Neanderthal skulls, fake Neanderthal skulls that are orangutans on top and human skulls on bottom stuck together to make people think that there was in-between stages. The amount of of transmutation of the mind in which it's incredible that people are, are churchgoers like here in Utah, for example, um, everybody uh, pretty much like I'd say 70 to 80% of the population here is Mormon. Um, they're Latter-day Saints and they're going to church on Sunday. They're reading the Bible saying the earth is flat and stationary fixed upon its foundation. And then they're going to school, learning that the earth is spinning around the sun at 66,616 miles per hour. The amount of confusion that has been set into this, this realm, into everybody's mind, it is, it is crazy to me. That, and I always thought that as a child growing up. Um, like uh, the Bible and all these things, like nobody's actually reading them. Nobody really knows what these stories are. When you read through the Old Testament, there's some crazy shiz up in there. But it's really, it's really crazy to me that uh, it, it, the amount of deception from both sides, and then, and then you have the re- all of the religions agreeing with the ball earth, but then all of their scriptures don't. It's really crazy where we are, honestly. That's another interesting thing you see in the religious center of the Vatican when all of a sudden magically the globes came 
popping up. You know, I, I, I live luckily closest to one of the oldest libraries in the country. And I went over there and I had at the time scored this map because I was trying to demonstrate that I could prove um, the scales in the Zodiac were a later edition, which they are. And actually, now that I've looked long enough, it's openly admitted um, there have been changes all along. Uh, those changes apparently are to reflect what we have to do now. And since the idea of no man can change what's written in the stars, while the idea of how we divide them has changed, the ideas of what they mean can't be changed. They are what they are, the influence, the energies, they are what they are. It's out of our control. But my point is, is right around the time of this map that I had brought and put into the forum for people to check out, it's around-ish the time when all of a sudden all these globes magically show up and you know, you're hitting it on the head. How is it that you can read a book? that tells you things firm on its foundations uh, and other things, and then turn around and say the exact opposite and make that stick. And subconsciously it is, it's confusion. This is the land of confusion. I think there was an 80s video about the land of confusion. Oh, that would be Genesis. Yeah, exactly. You could go back and look at that video. It was very popular at the time on MTV. But the thing seems to be is that right now we're in the crucible, right? Uh, Things are going to get burned away now. Things are going to get burned to a core and it's like a race in a way. Can the human mind wake up quick enough to avoid the total control that's being sought after in the long run? I don't think it matters Um, in the same way. No man can change what's written in the stars. There's going to be a cycle of time. There's going to be golden era times. There's going to be terrible, terrible times. We know this, but to the degree that the next hundred or 200 years It really is kind of a race right now, as far as I know, with my limited knowing. If we wake up quick enough, there's no way this sticks. We may go back to much more basic times because, unfortunately, we've let corporations control all the things that make modern life modern. You know, we don't control the lights anymore, I would add. Yeah, and that's what's been really cool to watch with Owen Benjamin and watch him like trans out of like the public eye into doing this full off-grid thing. And, and it's a huge example. And I think that we all need to work towards, you know, growing our own food and getting animals and, and trying to be self-sustained because this is as easy as them clicking off the lights from what I can tell as far as the power grid. And, and they do have full control. So um, it's really cool that you guys are educating and waking people up. I know that I wouldn't be where I'm at mentally and emotionally, spiritually without your guys' podcast and listening to these ideas and listening to you guys work through them and get things wrong and get things right and um, figure it all out. The law episodes in and of themselves. I know that's actually what got me and Rose hooked up. I messaged Rose um, to try to get common law information because I had this totally different idea of common law before um, or, you know, your own rights, whatever you want to call it before coming into your guys's content. And now I'm um, seeing it as you guys see it now. It's been it's been really cool because I almost went and, and did some things without knowing the language, I, the language uh, uh, around the black stick, black laws dictionary and stuff. There's so much that we all have got to look into and figure out that uh, we should not be wasting our time playing video games or watching somebody else play video games, let alone the next generation of people that will make up um, if we are going to be self-sufficient or not, or if we're going to keep in this modern um, way of life going forward. You know, it's funny when I came to realize when I was much younger, um, some of the things that drove me into my adulthood at first, I decided I know what I just realized is true, but now I don't know how to live anymore. I don't know what to do. And then you get angry for a while 
particular around the music when I was young. Music was the epicenter of my existence. And when I had to start to face what was going on there, you get angry and you get over it. And then you try to shun it out of your life, which is a bit ridiculous because it's here to stay. It's going to be here. It is the soundtrack that was my younger life. That's not going to change. But what I realized is like television is an example. I remember the point where I quit watching news and quit watching cable news and all these things decades ago now. And what I realized is they're putting this video on, which I don't even know whether it's true or not, whether it's a complete construct or whether they did film this event happening the way they're portraying it. There's no way to tell, but it has no bearing. This happened earlier. There is no past. The past is gone. It is not an epic of time that has a bearing on anything other than to remain as an example in someone's mind if it was actual history. And then I began to realize that they were doing the other side of the coin. Well, next week, we're going to have a sun flare that'll take down the whole grid. Well, the future doesn't exist either. The only moment which I learned from Buddhism so many decades ago that matters is this one. And in the time I tried to explain the importance of this moment, it was already gone. You can't put your arms around it. You can't freeze it. It is constantly slipping away from you. And when I started to read about a novice monk counting his breaths every day, struggling to get into that moment, to throw off all the falsehood. And when I realized all that was true, I realized that I couldn't do television. I realized that I would no longer watch news. And then I realized a scary thing. I didn't know how to live anymore. For as long as I could remember in the evening, we sat down on nights we weren't doing something and we watched TV. We had a side that we picked. We're going to be red or we're going to be blue or we're going to grab onto these narratives that someone else invented and we're going to shape our life around this nonsense. And that is the difficult point where a lot of people are at right now, because to make that realization, I think most people will be where I was. What the hell do I do? I don't know how to live. I don't know what to do. I I know I'm not doing what I've always done now, but I don't know what I'm going to do, but it, it does pass. I mean, I don't know about you, Jason, but I can remember with specificity the evening that it all came home to me. Well, I never liked the system as it were even being quite young, teenager, age-ish kind of thing. And as I got older, I started just becoming more and more resistant to anything mainstream. And I figured, man, I got to figure out a way to just find something that works for me because this is not it. You know, it was, it was even it was even worse because then you begin to realize how how comedy in the mainstream works. Like they would have shows on television that were supposed to be news, but then they'd have like a little comedy section where they'd announce the worst person in the world. It's really not comedy because there are people out there who are appreciating that they're identifying someone as the worst person in the world, even though it's wrapped up as comedy or, or back in the day, like John Stewart, what was John Stewart doing? He was pouring the fuel under the red-blue argument with comedy, which gave it a pass, but made it all the more unfortunate of what it was going on. And so to see someone that's your age, Caleb, coming to where you're at, you know, I wonder how many people that you identify in your age group are ready. I mean, do you get a sense of seeing a lot of people within your age group that are starting to rethink what's what? Well, I wanted to add on to what you guys were talking about first. The moment that I realized that none of the adults that I were taught and am surrounded by 
knew anything about reality. Like, like people are looking at the globe thinking that we're going four and a half billion miles a year through space through from an explosion, but seasons happen every three months. The stars realign every 365 days, a moon phases to create a month. Like nobody, nobody genuinely, like all of these people don't know what's going on here, but everybody walks around like they do, like they've got it all figured out. And the moment that you realize that, and I, I remember specifically where I was, I was watching children walk down a sidewalk at work and I was listening to your podcast. I was watching them walk into the school doors and I had this like deep reckoning that, holy cow, everybody is just walking into school learning bullshit. Like literally exactly. everything that they're being fed is just bull crap and all of their brain cycles are being wasted. And, and uh, how is this going to be fixed? But as far as the, um, the reaction, people love the globe as far as on TikTok. You, it's, it's weird. Like you, like I heard that you specify this before on the podcast where, um, I personally do think it's the, it's just a matter of how much intake of fluoride that you've had, how much aspartame that you've had, how much red 40, blue 40, yellow 40, whatever, all of these chemicals. It's just a matter of how much of that you've had to mess with your brain or mess with the calcification of your pineal gland for you to be open to these ideas. Um, it's just like the same thing. Like it, it, I, I relate it to bringing up um, Jesus with people that are for sure that Jesus was a real person, which neither me, Crow, or Jason can prove whether Jesus Christ was a real person or not. But it's the same thing with that. People get so emotional when you say and that maybe, hey, Hey, like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if there's a lot of evidence around this, but um, as far as my reaction and what I've seen on TikTok, people are very open to this because of what's been done with Covidius Minimus. Um, what's happened there and what everybody um, has seen that line, how everybody's trying to backtrack and apologize for what happened through books and things like that. People are fed up with this. So this is, um, I, I feel like it, it's really weird. I had an astrology reading from a Vedic astrologer around the time that I started my podcast because um, I, you know, just wanted advice and things like that. And he he was like, what day did you start the, your podcast? And he looked into the day that me and Derek came together and, and we're like, hey, we should start, you know, getting these ideas together on a platform that can't be censored because we were both being so censored. And um, the astrology around it was crazy, um, like the, the planetary alignments and everything. It was really cool to listen to. He was kind of freaking out, the guy that did the astrology reading. But uh, it's really cool to see like how this is coming together. And I think that um, people are really open to these ideas. Like the fact that people are even watching a three minute flat earth video is, is interesting to me because coming out of school, I didn't know that there were flat earthers. Like, like I graduated in 2015. I didn't know that people thought that the earth was flat. I really didn't. I didn't know that our ancestors thought that the earth was flat going through school. I was sure that Copernicus, um, Pythagoras, um, all of these, you know, uh, all of these different guys had figured it out for us. And there was no reason to question it. It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing when you come to the realization that all of these adults aren't actually adults mentally. Like everybody's kind of like an adult child running around, just, you know, creating their own type of <laughs> reality through their thought processes and what they watch on TV. Well, it's order following. That's all really yeah. all it is. Yeah. You see it big time in the medical community. These people who are supposed to be so smart, it's not necessarily that they're so smart. It's that they memorized things, regurgitated it, and now they just do whatever the damned computer tells them to do. 
Well, they've also got the computer there to look up and say, oh, like this person's got this symptom. They'll search it up and they'll be like, oh, they'll give them this drug. So we're basically becoming cyborgs. Slowly, we're becoming cyborgs. We're not retaining information in our brain. And the moment people realize that, you might want to start picking up a book because what a book does to your brain is insane. Um, like, And more people need to do that, obviously, in this day and age. You know, that's another moment that you just mentioned that I can remember. I'm going to guess that I was six or seven. I don't know for sure how old I was, but it was the first time that I ever thought whether the the earth could be flat. And if I think back on it, I think the cartoon was telling me because Bug Bunny was always the one who knew, right? Things would happen, but he was the guy who knew enough to make an ass out of whoever he was interacting with. Most of the time, there was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I'm sure you can still look it up on places like YouTube. I don't know, but Christopher Columbus, if I remember correctly, is telling Bugs Bunny, uh, the earth, she's around like a tomato and Bugs Bunny saying, no, she's a flat, like a pizza. That is the oldest memory I have consciously when I thought, wait a minute, you know, there's someone could say that the earth is flat. And when you see the tone and tenor, you can see the programming. But what's funny is it, if I remember it correctly, there's like a double reverse because I think it's Bugs Bunny who's saying it's flat like a pizza. And if that's true, Bugs is always the one who secretly knows a little more than the people he's clowning around with. So in a way, it's like a double reverse. But think about what we're saying. In my generation, every kid in America waited for that two, three hours of Saturday morning cartoons. That was the only time that children's stuff was going to be on. Cartoons were a big deal, such a big deal because they weren't around that much. So if you didn't see the beginning of a drive-in movie, you didn't see cartoons. And if you weren't around on Saturday morning, for the most part, you didn't see cartoons. But think about what it means to have that programming right there in Bugs Bunny which was probably the apex of kids' attention when I was that young. I, I have to guess I would be around seven. Did you ever see that? I've seen that clip myself. Um, ah. And that that's just them doing Revelation of Method. And it's weird and it's cool to see and look back at those clips before I was even like hearing stuff of them doing Revelation of Method and telling people, which if people aren't familiar with that, um, that's from Matt Hoffman's book, Secret Societies of Psychological Warfare, where he talks about revelation of method and and them telling us and kind of giving us the choice mentally through the, the networks that we use to watch media and stuff. They're telling us, they're low-key telling us in all the movies, all the shows. I've done videos showing how they've shown the firmament in King Kong. Um, they do it over and over and over in the media. And it, it's really funny to look back on the older forms of it because it was really more, it was a lot more upfront, I feel like. Yeah, correction. That's Michael Hoffman, by the way, who, who we've had on this this show last time, I think, was for the release of his new book. He's actually been sending. He does revisionisthistory.org.org. He does some newsletters that are, I mean, this man is an old school researcher. And to be a researcher in this era, for the most part, does not mean what it used to mean. It used to mean you did real research with real books by people who really researched those books. And whatever you said went out into public and people were going to try to rip holes in it. That's where Michael Kaufman comes from. And do I need to remind anyone he co-authored King Kill 33, which may be among the most important things I ever read in my life when I began taking on um, what was going on in the world. But I've got to ask, if you saw that, was it Bugs Bunny that was telling us it was, she was flat like a pizza or was it the other way around? I just found it and just watched it because there's only a three minute clip. Uh, it was Christopher Columbus arguing with the king. 
Oh, and Bugs Bunny's going to help yeah, him prove yeah, that the Earth is that. round. Who's who's claiming it's flat like a pizza? Which one? The king. The king is claiming. Ah, well, there it is. The ruler is telling you it's flat. And old Chris Columbus, who needs the money of the king and the story we're told. By the way, Christopher Columbus is being erased from East Coast history. Uh, as I've mentioned a few times, there is probably the last vestiges of a real mafia um, in Rhode Island, partially. I imagine there's still some other places. But the Italian community here is major uh, in the in the uh, the capital city of Providence. And Christopher Columbus, of course, is that Italian guy that gets respected in places where there's a big Italian concern. And they recently pulled down, I think it was a 200-year-old statue of Chris Columbus. And I think it was because of political correctness, like he said, engine or something. They made up some lie why it had to come down. But when you see that, what you're seeing is the narrative being rewritten because they can no longer defend the lie. Um, everybody knows damn well that Christopher Columbus wasn't first at anything anywhere. And there have been people here longer than we can imagine. But I think we're just about there, Jason. Am I right? Yes, we are. So, Caleb, let's hear about all of the wonderful things that you are doing and all the places that people can find you. Um, you can find me currently, unless I get deleted, you can find me on TikTok at caleb.fe, um, where I would recommend and where I'm really trying to get people to listen to my work. And we actually just got our website to the point where um, we can live stream. So I want to start live streaming with me and Derek on our website on a schedule, maybe on the weekends or something like that. But um, you can find our website and our podcast at www.unearthing5dreality.com. Um, and yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, you know what? I've got big hopes for your career ahead. All I can tell you is build your private website, get what you need to build it and protect it, get the hell out of your nine to five job or whatever it may be for you and do what you can do in a place where actually maybe if you're fortunate at the end of your life, you could look St. Pete in the eye if there is such a man and say, I did the best I could to make the world a better place. Because as far as I can tell, if you can make that claim at the end of your life, maybe you've actually done something that mattered here. I'm beginning to accept that this is all a spiritual school and it doesn't matter per se what happens to you, which we can't recognize because bad things suck, but how you react to those and how many other people you care about and how many other people you help. There it is. There is our one of uh, episode 464. We're all going to regroup and come back for hour two with Caleb. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And uh, as everybody knows, hour two is available at crow777radio.com, crrow 777 radio.com. And members know to log in. There's been a problem with loading on the player on the full member website. From here on in, until we realize whether Oracle is responsible or who's responsible for this newly acquired problem, I will put a direct link to the episode in the top comment, which will bypass any problem. Hopefully, we'll have it figured out pretty quick, but I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era, and I hope to see you. This is a big episode when you consider the ramifications, so I hope to see you over there for hour two of 464. There it is, man. Cheers.
Belief is the enemy of knowing.